I rap about some ignorant stuff, but not super ignorant, dumb shit, you know, mind-numbing stuff. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. The Off a Tangent Podcast. I am back with Big Texas. What to do, what to do. If you can remember, he was actually my second guest ever on uh, when I created this show. Mm-hmm. I had to come through for the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've done a lot more to talk about now. Yeah. Last time you talked a lot about psychedelics. This time we're talking about you and music more. Yeah, most definitely. We got into all kinds of crazy. <laughs> yeah, that last one, man. That we was... got into some deep, to some deep subjects. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You've had a kid now. You have a kid since the last time we were on here. Yeah, man. My little boy, Kai. He's 16 months now. Yeah. Big chilling, talking, kind of baby gibberish, <laughs> but mostly yelling. And he just started walking a month ago, so. He's been a uh, he's been a little menace in the home. <laughs> Literally, bro. Like, it's 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 crazy. How old is he now? He's he's sixteen months. So sixteen he's, months. He's a year and some change. Yeah. Dang. Mm-hmm. Dang. That baby was a miracle too. Yeah, I know, that man. Was, he's yeah, crazy. just the whole the whole situation. If y'all know the situation, man, it's it was that was life changing. Yeah. I mean, I kind of just. It just made me grow up, you know, and then, like, realize, like, there's just, like, a real life out here. Like, being in a hospital in Houston, the Texas Children's Hospital, which is, like, the number one hospital um, in America for children. Really? Yeah. And so, you know, we're only being three hours away from there once we, you know, figured out his diagnosis and stuff. It was just like, man, like, you know, that's the best option at that point, you know. People, like, fly from all over the country. To go to that hospital for shit like that. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, him having his heart transplant and and uh, and just healing from that and being able to grow up and, you know, continue to be a normal baby is, is, it is nothing short of a miracle, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. I remember following that year, like, you guys would post, like, on your social medias, like, mm-hmm. all the ultrasounds and all the new updates and stuff. That was crazy dude yeah it was like a movie bro for yeah, real was i was like dude what the fuck this is a literal i'm a literal like tv character right now it's crazy man that shit was that was someone could definitely make a movie out of that yeah i mean that shit that's like some gray's anatomy shit bro <laughs> <laughs> you should write a book about it dude <sighs> i don't know if i have the patience for that or a song about it yeah, true. I definitely want to make a song, not necessarily about pro- like his situation, but definitely just about him in general, just having yeah. a son. Um, you know, because the situation is was was crazy, but I feel like, ooh, and it was impactful. But I feel like just having a son and taking care of you know my own yeah my own child is is something within itself to speak about. So yeah. Yeah, this, this I'm a dad now, bro. <laughs> I'm excited to be a dad one day. Man, you should be, but also it's like, bro, <laughs> you just got a little menace just tugging on your shoulder every second. Yeah, man. and uh, it's a blessing, man. It, it it really is nice. It 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 brings a different perspective on the world. Yeah, when you have a child, man, like you feel emotions and feelings that you never thought you could experience. So I definitely. I wouldn't necessarily say I would recommend it <laughs> unless you are in, you know, the space to have a child. Yeah. You know? hey. Financially, mentally, 
and I guess potentially physically as well too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that might be a factor. Yeah. In that. <laughs> uh, did you drop any music at all during that time? Yeah. So I dropped not too too much. What did I drop during that time? I dropped my album when all that shit was going on. Like right before, right before he was born, I dropped my album. It was like December of 2020, I think, or 2021. No. Some I can't I can't even remember. I know I dropped my album before he was even born. Um and then I dropped one song, one single after he was born. And then I did like a couple features in here and there, but I kinda yeah. slowed down on my music. After the album dropped excuse me, after the album dropped I kinda just was kinda chilling, you know, yeah. just going through all that stuff. But I was just writing music um and just featuring on a lot of stuff yeah um but i yeah like i dropped one i'm trying to think of what i had dropped in that time period time frame you yeah. and during that time frame you changed your name from big texas to big sensei then back to big texas yeah yeah so it was big texas and then sensei texas sensei and then texas. back to big texas yeah that's funny that you say that because uh, a big part of me changing back to it was watching the podcast with you and and king king k oh yeah my, my homie from pack static yeah. and uh, i was watching it and y'all were talking about the name and i was like bruh like big texas was a hard-ass name so i i just was like fuck it man i'm gonna change it back and um which he said on the podcast, a big reason why I changed it to Sensei Texas in the first place is just because it was easier for, for people to find me. Yeah. Uh, but now, since changing it back to Big Texas and dropping two music videos, um, you can find me by searching Big Texas on YouTube now. And if you put Big Texas music on Google, you can find me now. So I'm kind of working my way, way up there. I really, It's really just all algorithm shit. Like I just mm -hmm. want you to be able to find me just by putting Big Texas. You is know? there more than one Big Texas? To There's only two other Big Texas on like other platforms but they're not big at all they're mm. you know not to diminish you know those people but you know i'm the most popular big texas on yeah. like, spotify or whatever so not saying i have this crazy following but <laughs> you know it's more than the other two people there so yeah. you know i'm you know obviously i'm doing something right <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah so yeah when you search my name on youtube it comes up with my music videos so uh, that's all i really cared about and when I switched it back, that was just kind of like my goal. I was like, you know what? If I switch my name back, you know, I'm just going to go harder just to make my name, you know, mine, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's, that's how that went about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that's funny. And Luke originally came up with the name, my brother, right? Yeah, he, he, That's what he told me, at least. Well, so he didn't necessarily come up with the name. He was the one who suge suggested that I should change my name to that. So... I had a song that I was working on, which is now called Lone Star, um, which when I was working on it at the time was going to be called Big Texas. That's what the song was going to be yeah. called. And it had to say, it's, this is still the same chorus. It's Lone Star, Big Texas, Big Talk, Big Flexing. And so I had that song and I was writing that at the time when I was working at Walmart with Luke and, uh, you know, shout out my dog, but... Yeah, I was, like, rapping a song for him. I was like, yo, what you think of this shit? And he's like, bro, that shit is gas, bro. And he's just hyping me up, as usual. And uh, he fucked with the song. He was like... Uh, and I think at that time, I was already kind of thinking about changing my name, too. 
And either he suggested it or I said something. I was like, man, what if my name was Big Texas? It was either that or he was like, yo, bro, your name should be Big Texas. He's like, fuck the song, bro. Change your whole name. Um, but somehow that conversation started between me and him about changing my name to Big Texas. And then lo and behold, uh, it's like a couple, either a couple days or a couple weeks later, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna change my name, bro, because so I was kind of going through a transitional period at the time, too, when I was working at Walmart, um, because my name before that was the Ascended G, and I was, you know, really just heavily into psychedelics and conspiracies and stuff, and, or, you know, spirituality, and, uh, which is still a big part of me, and is still a big part of my music and what I do, um, but I was kind of shifting away from that because even in the music I was making when I was still the Ascended G, I was still I was kind of shifting from that narrative because it's just not me anymore per se. I'm still really big on spirituality and and open mindedness and and crazy concepts and theories, um, but it's not necessarily stuff that I want to be tied to within my music. Oh, I, I only want to be tied to it, like, slightly. Or, like, you know, dropping very clever, witty yeah. bars about, you know, within that realm, you know, versus I want my music to be more digestible. I feel like before my music was very niche to a specific type of people, which that I was the kind of people that I was making music for at that time. Uh, but, you know, tastes change, and um, I still like that kind of music, and I still drop, or I still write bars with those kinds of topics in them, but I've kind of transitioned to more of like a, you know, my name, Big Texas. It's really more about confidence. It's more about being um, strong and grounded and really just being that nigga. Like, honestly, just, just you know, having a, <laughs> it sounds funny, but really it's just about, you know, having that self-love and being confident in who you are and not taking shit from anyone. But also at the same time, you know, you're not like a fucking menace. You know, like I'm not some, you know, I, I don't rap about gangs or, or you know, doing ignorant. Like so I, I rap about some ignorant stuff, but not super ignorant, dumb shit, you know, mind numbing stuff. <laughs> it's really just like I like making hard music that makes you go crazy or makes you jump like at a show or whatever. Uh, but it's not going to completely, um, it's not going to completely destroy all the brain cells. That you have, <laughs> yeah. In a sense. Cause like even in, even in my song extra rounds in the second part of my first verse, um, um, I have like a part in there that's kind of alluding to because the song's called Extra Rounds and it's literally about you know having extra rounds in in my revolver that I have, and um, um, the chorus literally goes you know look up look down look right look round talk shit get found blast shit that's rounds. Uh, but in the second half of the first verse, I have a uh, I have my verse is like alluding to the universe and um being in the universe and witnessing it and understanding it. Um, it is a very slight little part, but I like throwing little stuff in there just to, you know, the people who've been listening to my music for a long time can still be like, oh, you know, that's, you know, that's D S N D G, but you know, big Texas now. Yeah. Shit, so. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, dude, uh, <laughs> you should, I've seen, so you did a music video at the Alamo. That was one of your videos. You were in front of the Alamo. Oh yeah. Well, I wasn't the Alamo. I was in the, um, I was at the missions. I was in oh. the St. Jose mission. I might be. Oh, you weren't at the Alamo? 
No, it wasn't at uh, the Alamo. That'd be, that'd I might be, be butchering it. I think it was San Jose Mission. One yeah. of the missions over there. I just can't remember specifically which one. I want to say San Jose. I don't know. You should do like some pictures or a video in front of the boots at the boot mall. Bro, that'd be hard, bro. <laughs> that'd be so cool. They have like in front. They have that in front of the Alamo. Or are you talking about the boots at North Star? The boots at North Star. Yeah, dude, yeah. that would be fire. Bro. That'd be cool. Like a drone shot in front of that. Dude, dude. that'd be so. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Hey, if you got a drone, hit me up, bro. Let's get it done. <laughs> I'll be down. That'd be super dope. Dude, boots are so expensive. Like, ridiculously. Like, I remember when I got my first pair of boots when I, like, was fully transitioning to Big Texas and, you know, putting on that persona. Um, Because I never really was into, like, Texas foot. I really loved the idea of Texas and what it stands for. Um, And, like, the drip of Texas, like cowboy hats and, and boots and things of that nature and belt buckles but i never owned that kind of stuff i never was just i thought it was cool but i never really was i was just never into that you know when i was in high school i really was just you know skinny jeans really just flare stuff like super crazy looking socks crazy colors and all that kind of stuff so that was just my drip at the time yeah um but once i fully switched to big texas you know i kind of was changing my style a little bit and when i got you know, some a cowboy hat and some, you know, flannels and stuff like that and boot cut jeans. I finally invested in some boots and I was like, bruh, I got the cheapest pair of boots from Academy, I think. And them shits were still like a hundred dollars, bro, like eighty or hundred dollars. <laughs> and that's like the cheapest possible pair of boots you can get, bro. Yeah. If you wanna get like some real boots, like I mean my boots are real boots, but if you get some boots from like Cavenders or like a specialty store, man, I'm fucking be charging like two hundred to five hundred dollars. I'm like, bruh, <laughs> this is an expensive persona. What the fuck? <laughs> expensive persona. That's yeah, I might have to change my name back to fucking change it to big broke or something <laughs> big broke. Just crazy did you get anything custom on the boots nah hell nah nigga that's just fucking <laughs> those is regular boots that's all i need they look cool they're like red and, yeah. and brown and they have like a cool pattern on on coming up the boot but nah, that's there's a lot of potential there for big texas merch too yeah. Like you do your own cowboy hats or something. Yeah, I'd be so the dude. I want to fucking make purple and pink cowboy hats, bro. Like, That'd be cool. Like, there's, like, a big market for that because I have yet to find, like, a solid source for colorful cowboy hats. I found this one place that this chick at Cavenders recommended me, and they'd go to the rodeo and shit, and they do stuff. And uh, she said that she saw, like, a bubblegum pink cowboy hat that, um, that uh, was cool as fuck. And she had, like, a giant, like crispy red like bright red cowboy hat i had never seen like a bright cowboy hat before and i was like dude where the hell did you get that she plugged me in but yeah there's a big market for like colorful cowboy hats i mean custom anything man people if you got your name out there you got your brand out there custom fucking anything that's the one you wore in your music video right yeah no so not that one i actually got that the 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 pink cowboy hat i have currently is like some sort of weird plastic oh um and it has neon lights in it oh and it was still expensive as fuck um it was like 90 bucks which i mean it's pretty cheap for i guess a cowboy hat because some cowboy hats are like 400 dollars but um for a plastic cowboy hat it was pretty expensive and um but i got that one online i can't even remember what the website was and it took forever it should took like a year to come in because i got it right when covid hit oh my and gosh. they were backlogged on so many orders so i was like dude this what the fuck 
People just ordering cowboy hats. Yeah, and I was like, y'all store cannot be that <laughs> popping, bro. Like, please send me my freaking cowboy hat. What the hell? But no, nah, that one is is a, is a plastic one. I want, which is cool because it has the lights. But no, nah, I want like a, a fabric, um, or not fabric. I guess it could be technically called fabric, but I forget what this material is. Um, like felt, kind of? Felt, yeah, something like that. I want like a felt pink or purple bright pink or purple cowboy hat probably to leaning towards pink because i feel like it just stands out a lot more but um i want it to look expensive you know i want it to look crispy yeah. type shit so yeah that'd be cool or big texas boots yeah that would be some next level shit i'd have to be like up there already Do you have a logo yeah i got a logo i got multiple logos um and yeah that would definitely be cool like i don't know how i would incorporate it that kind of logo onto a boot but yeah that would be some <laughs> that would be some in the future type ventures i think for me right now i'm definitely um t-shirts and custom little you already have t-shirts right yeah i got some t-shirts um that i custom make myself it's all with vinyl and uh, i kind of do them to order so i when people hit me up they're like yo let me get a shirt though i'll make it for them um and I haven't really been promoting it as much, only because I've been working on my album, and I'm going to have new artwork for that album. So um, i kind of just been focusing solely on my album and, you know, taking care of my son and, and working and shit. Oh, so. yeah. Is that, is that album going to come out soon, like this year? Uh, I don't even I don't even want to put a date on it. <laughs> it's going to come out this year for sure. I It's funny enough, before this podcast, I was working on it, <laughs> to, um, working on it today, but... Yeah, I want to say hopefully during the summertime it'll be out. Um, I have most of it written. There's a couple of songs that I, there. There's two songs. No, I lied. I, there's three songs I need to write still out of twelve. So I have eight. No, yeah. No, I have nine songs written, and three of them. Three of them I still am writing, but it's it's coming along. I have the artwork being made for it right now too. So that's kind of in the works. And, um, and yeah, man, I'm excited for that shit. Like it's, it's going to be some of my best work. I think the beat selection for that album is definitely crispy as fuck. Did you like, make the beats? Or did you... I didn't make any of the beats. Um, I just like, just searched the internet for hours and hours and hours for beats. I was going to produce it myself, but I think for me, I'm not ready to commit to producing a full album for myself yet. Yeah. After this album drops, I'm going to only be dropping singles for a while, and they're only going to be produced by me. After this, after this album, I'm not going to be buying beats anymore. Only because at the time when I was searching for beats for this, I just wasn't really inspired to make beats or produce. Yeah. And so, and also, I was just finding dope ass beats. I was just like, bro, like even if I did produce my shit, like these beats I found are so fire, you know? Yeah. So, um. But while I was creating the album, I ended up making two beats for this other guy who I'm doing mixing for for his for his project. And I kind of fell in love with it again. I was like, damn, bro, like I really can't produce out here. So I kind of made it my goal now for whenever I do finish this album, like any single I drop um, or if I do work on another project like distant in the future, it's definitely going to be all self-produced. I don't think I'm going to buy any beats anymore. No. I kind of want to craft my own sound. Like the thing about me is I do, I have my own sound, but since I have my own sound, it's hard to find beats specifically tailored to my sound. Yeah. I had to search. I found literally after 12 songs on my new album and literally I spent probably like two months, two or three months just Jeez. searching for beats. Like, 
almost every day. Just boom, 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 boom. Going through YouTube channels, SoundCloud, hitting up homies who did, I know who produce. Did you know what you wanted to sound like? And you, or were you just looking for something that would just I, play? I had a vague idea of what I wanted to sound like. And it kind of started forming itself together as I was sifting through beats. And for me, my sound is very, still very split. So I'm still on some hype shit. But now I've fallen back to some old school Texas vibes. So a lot of, you know, influences from like Fat Pat, UGK, DJ Screw, Slim Thug, um, Lil Kiki, Lil Flip. Um, <laughs> just all OG, OG Texas Flip. rappers. Yeah, OG Houston sound um, is kind of where um, some of my new songs are going to be towards. Um, so my album is split in four sections so every third song is like a throwback to an old school sound so track three six nine and twelve are all going to be old school sounding um old school texas sounding rap songs and then okay. each other section so one two five six um no one two four five seven eight ten eleven um, all those songs will be more hype and more like my OG style, but the pairing of those two songs are, are their own vibe within themselves. They're their own type of hype song, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, that's kind of how I've structured my album. And, um, I'm really just leaning more towards going back to my roots because, you know, I, I really loved making the kind of music I was when I was the synergy and, you know, psychedelic, mind-opening type shit, but, excuse me, before I was even really into that, my roots came from old-school Texas rap, old-school Texas hip-hop, and um, that's what really started my music journey, um, or that's what really influenced my music journey, was listening to that music and and gaining influence from that. I would say the reason I started rapping was because of psychedelics and having a trip that made me experience wanting to make music. But That's crazy. Yeah. So like that was really the reason I started rapping was just because of, of I had a I was tripping one day and I was just like I was listening to music and I was just really inspired and I was just like, bruh, like like I just I need I can do this. Like I can do this shit. And so I just started rapping and writing and, and it's trickled down into what I'm doing now. Um but my music influence goes far beyond just what I was listening to when I was sixteen and, and you know, taking taking acid and shrooms. How like, old were you when you had that trip that you... I was probably like sixteen, seventeen. Oh dang. Obviously you've been doing it for yeah a while now. And so literally literally like with my mom she grew up you know just on old school shit like or i grew up listening to her music and she just was on that old school shit like she really was on some some underground i wouldn't say low-key but she was on some other underground shit like brother lynch hung but she was also just listening to some classics man classic texas music and that's kind of the stuff i want to revert back to because i feel like no one's really doing that right now like i feel like everybody Everybody is kind of doing, when it comes to rap, is doing either like an Atlanta sound, a Detroit sound, or, I mean, I would say those are the two, like, prominent sounds right now in hip-hop, would be Atlanta, Atlanta Trap, Chicago Drill, um, and New York Drill. 
I don't, like Texas. Texas is in a weird state right now when it comes to rap. I think a lot of artists here in Texas are kind of falling under the Atlanta trap sound. Um, and so for me, as an artist coming from Texas, I I am heavily influenced by all those genres: Atlanta trap, Memphis funk, New York drill, Chicago, um, or not Chicago, um, Detroit drill. Um, but I want to bring back like the Houston sound, the old school Houston sound. Like there's the new school Houston sound, like kind of like um, Megan Thee Stallion and Maxo Cream have been bringing um, to the table. Uh, but I still feel like a lot of man, I say this with a grain of salt. They kind of do have like a, a a trappy Atlanta sound, but I I would disagree with myself and say that they kind of still do bring some Texas elements to their hip hop, especially Maxo Cream. But um, I don't think but like new elements or their music is new sounding per se. Versus for me, I want to bring back the old school roots. Like I just want the way that beats were formed back in the day. Yeah, it was very smooth, chill vibey stuff versus like a lot of new school texas rappers in general you know it's just all hype trap stuff um and so that's kind of just where i'm diving into my music still doing my old hype stuff but bringing in this new smooth side to to big texas because i've made music like that before and i have songs like that with with those kind of beats some of them are are unreleased but um it's really just how i'm feeling man just going with that vibe and obviously it's not necessarily quote-unquote original but because you know obviously we got our houston legends but i feel like me shining light as a new rapper onto that genre is something that's not really being done right now and if it is it it's it's hasn't blown up yet so i'm gonna try and be one of the first to to do that pioneer pioneer <laughs> per se pioneer <laughs> pioneering the the history that's what i'm doing pioneering the history Water room. <gasps> oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Oof, bro. Oh, <gasps> uh, I wanted to talk about Imagine Books a little bit. Imagine Books and Records? Yeah, Imagine Books and uh, Records, yeah. R.I.P. Yeah, since the last time you were on here, they uh, closed down. Man, shout out Mama Heard. Shout out my boy Ezra. That's where you did a lot of your shows, right? Yeah, man. I'd say a majority of my shows have been Imagine, at Imagine Books. your show there, too? No, my first show was actually at Jack's Patio Bar. It was very strange. The show was fun. And weirdly enough, I had a good amount of people show up. I'd probably say about like 20 people showed up for my first show ever. Oh, wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, which was crazy to me. Um, but I was doing it at the time with my homie. His name was Lil Brav. And me and him were making oh, music yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was me, him, and uh, our homie, No Offense. And... uh uh, we all kind of. Oh, I follow him on on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Me, I was like one of the first niggas that was really like rapping on no offense beats, bro. He's he's gone up. He's he's gotten some really cool placements and and is making a lot. He's um networked with so many different people now. I just, uh, he's he's in this whole other in a whole other world. But yeah, man, I was like really one of the first people. I, I want to say was the first person to start really rapping on his beats. Um, me and Lil Brav were probably the first two people to start rapping on his beats. And, and Did we... he make beats for different type of music? or? Yeah, well, I'd say back then his beats were more Suicide Boys influenced. Mm. Um, now he's on some real trap shit. 
um, just real ignorant rap music. And I mean, a lot of the shit's dope. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's he's definitely catering towards like an ignorant hype trap sound, which I fucks with. I fucks with shit like that. But um, he's definitely his sound has definitely changed in a good way, though. He uh, he has some new beats. He actually has a beat that's gonna be on my new album that that he produced. That's his kind of his new vibe. And so I really fucks with everything that he's doing now. Um, but yeah, me, him and Lil Brav, we threw our first show. It was at Jack's patio bar. We had to sell tickets for it. And it was real weird. Cause I was like, bro, we've never thrown a show before. Like, why do we have to sell tickets for this? This is so stupid. Yeah. And I kind of like got a glimpse into what, you know, throwing shows is like in general and in San Antonio. And, um, but we ended up selling enough tickets and we got to perform and we had a good amount of people show up. Um, and it was dope, man. I honestly had a fucking blast on my first show. I was kind of nervous because I had drank like two Four Locos and I was like super fucked <laughs> oh up. Oh my God. Yeah, but like I drank the Four Locos like probably like an hour or two before I ended up having to perform. So I kind of was able to to sober up a little bit, a tiny bit before I had to perform. Um, but I've never been back to that venue. It was really weird. The way they had it set up and the way they, they did their sales and shit was weird. But um imagine books and records was my second show that i ever performed and a majority of them up until they they closed down so yeah i love that place man i used to shop there a lot i've gotten hella records from there um i've met so many people from there that i still am friends with till this day i met pack static there which oh, is wow. the group that i'm a part of now That's um crazy. Yeah, man, that place was the culture. That was like that was, that was San Antonio alternative underground culture for sure, and will definitely forever go down in history as one of the greatest venues of San Antonio. One of the greatest video venues in San Antonio of all time, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it was, I remember going there a couple times for a couple different shows. This is a this is a cozy little corner. It was pretty cool. Yeah, literally, it's just a little corner, bro. And like, and what's crazy too is I had been there before I performed. So like, I would go there and see shows all the time. I remember I saw Sensei Reek one time there a long time ago. Um, when he was, I think he was still part of Time Wheel, and uh, he's another local San Antonio rapper. And uh, I saw him there. I've been to a bunch of bands there. Or I've seen a bunch of bands there. Um, I saw Lil Bo Weep there. R.I.P. Her. Um, and yeah, man, it's that's. I saw a post about her. Uh, someone posted about it. it was on Twitter or something. Lil Bo Weep. Yeah, she died. I didn't man. even know who that was. I was like, who is that? Yeah, and I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and talk like I was super close with her. Um, I was acquainted with her, and she fucked with my music. And it was kind of crazy too because, like. A week before she died, she posted, and a post is still there on my Twitter. She, I put a video out, and I was like, it was me performing at Hondros, and I was like, yo, who wants to? And it was a, I was performing an unreleased song, and in the in the title, I put, you know, who wants to see the music video for this? And she replied to it and hyped me up. I was like, yeah, like I want to see this, like put drop that shit or something. She was hyping me up, and um, and I thought that was dope as fuck. I was like, man, that's cool, like. You know, I considered her a, a very big artist, and for her to like, you know, reply on my shit like that was was really cool. But I'm I was acquainted with her. I wasn't super close with her. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I was, but she was a real cool person. Um, I was a f um cool with her and um her ex boyfriend at the time, and that's how I met 
that's how I met her, and uh, she was always cool with me from then, and, like, it's just, it's just crazy from, like, her life, ever since she moved back to, her and her, her, she had, keep it as drama-free as possible, she had some shit going on, had to go back to Australia, and uh, ever since she had to go back there, like, it's just, her life was crazy, man, if you go on her profile, you can read some of the crazy shit she went through in her life, and, you know, it was very unfortunate, and so, yeah, I mean, to keep it short, Rest in peace, her. She was she was an angel, and um, her music will forever live on. That's crazy. I didn't even know who she was until I saw that post. I was like, Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's a lot of people are dying, man. Like yeah. a lot of people I I know. I mean, I, not a lot of people I know, but a lot of artists I would say are are dying too. Like it's just it's just crazy out here, bro. It's just life. <laughs> yeah, wild. <laughs> it's crazy. There's a there's like a huge fentanyl problem. A lot of people are getting laced with fentanyl and dying. Yeah, I think like, that. Dang. I think that. I don't know how she how she died, but I know that that was a major issue within her life too was fentanyl, and um, she had like some other. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get into that, but she um um yeah fentanyl man it's it's a big problem in drugs now. I don't know why they're lacing that yeah. shit in drugs but that's i guess that's just the fucking move i don't know i feel like fentanyl is more expensive than the drug that they're trying to buy like it doesn't make any sense do they even know that they're like being laced with that like, i don't know i it? think it could be some sort of a lib- elaborate conspiracy to kill off some of the population oh but <laughs> okay because it really doesn't make any sense why fentanyl would be in any sort of drug because fentanyl is an expensive drug within itself you know yeah like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, like if you're lacing your weed with oregano, you know, oregano <laughs> is cheap and and it's it, you know it's yeah, inexpensive. That's and you true. Can, you can buy a bunch of it. You know, yeah. versus fentanyl is is another high class drug that is also hard to get within itself. So I don't see why um, it would be laced in anything. Like, yeah, that's, so. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> it's yeah. weird. It's it's weird. It's like lacing. It's like fucking lacing molly with it's like lacing i don't even fucking know like it's, it's like lacing a low a mid-class drug with a high-class drug yeah that's like lacing a drug that's less expensive with a drug that's more expensive it's like why would you do that <laughs> you're <laughs> yeah. literally losing money that's true so yeah well i guess it depends on how much they put in the cut yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. That's just weird. But yeah, niggas is dying, bro. Don't do drugs. I'm <laughs> fucking sober, bro. Like, I drink occasionally. Um, but I just, I don't, I'm fucking sober, man. I don't do anything anymore. I mean, also, obviously, because I'm a, a dad. But even before I had my kid, I stopped smoking. I stopped doing a lot of shit. I don't know. I just didn't feel the need to do it anymore. But I know that's like a unique experience for me. But if you can. Did you notice any change in your music after you stopped? Yeah, I want to say I, I I got a lot of writer's block after I stopped smoking, believe it or not. You know, a lot of people say, you know, if you make good music, you can make it sober. But I think for me, when I smoked weed, it allowed my it allowed me to let my thoughts be free. So it was a lot easier to write yeah. music when I was high. I can still write music sober. I mean, I do it all the fucking time. I wrote most of my album sober, so <laughs> <laughs> my old my Texas Warfare. So yeah. it's not impossible, but I would say it, it's made it a slight more difficult to write music. But I also think it's made me think more about what I say in my music too. So it's kind of yeah, like a true. give or take. I, I'm trying to be more clever 
with what I say and what I put out in the world. So, yeah, it's a give or take. Definitely that. Yeah, I that that stuff like Luke. After Luke stopped, he uh, went in the studio and I went with him, and it was, that was crazy. Like he was he was like, "This is my best song ever." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> he was surprised because his voice sounded more clear. Because yeah. there wasn't so much, like, whatever, cloggage in his throat. Or yeah, I just was irritated wasn't. from yeah. smoking. Yeah, man, like, you know, I just don't see, I don't have the appeal for it anymore. Uh, like, I don't know, it's just, I just doesn't, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, I, I smoke very, very rarely. Like, I smoked on 420, and that was the first time I had smoked in forever. And, like, I'm I'm very I'm a very social smoker now. Like, before it was, like, live, breathe, die smoking weed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now it's very social. And I only ever really do it if I get drunk um, or if I'm tipsy. And so, uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly what we're talking about, but I definitely, that's just something that's been, that's happened in my life. It's just weed just not being, not having the appeal that it did before. I just, I don't know, man. It's very weird. People always ask me all the time, like, well, you just stopped out the blue? And I just say, yeah, man, like, just, I just don't do it no more. <laughs> yeah. It's just crazy because I was known. I was known as being a really, really big stoner, and I was known as being a big, big psychedelic taker, and I don't do either of those things anymore. So not saying I won't, but it's just not a big part of my ego anymore, I guess I could say. Yeah. Ooh, whoops. Um, yeah, I, I don't get the crazy appeal. For weed either like i've never spent a dime on weed ever. What? it's uh i think if you don't do it when you're young and in high school the appeal is really not and good. if i've ever done it i haven't felt the need to do it like Repeatedly, every day or yeah. like like i didn't feel like i needed it like to function yeah or like i never felt like that either i felt i didn't ever feel like i needed it to function but i definitely felt like since it was there, there was no reason for me to not do it. Yeah. I feel like that's how a lot of people get easily addicted to it. Because I would definitely say I was addicted to weed for sure. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, now I'm just I'm sober-ish. You know, uh, I got my little occasions. You might take a look at a little drink. How much money do you think you saved? <laughs> ah, bro, clear. I was. Yeah, a lot. Of, I can't even give you an estimate, but I definitely have saved a lot of money on smoking. That's for sure. Or I've saved a lot of money since I've stopped smoking. I bet sure. doing drugs. I've saved a lot of money just not doing drugs in general. So. <laughs> even including drinking, I would spend. I wouldn't say I spent a lot of money on alcohol, but alcohol is expensive, man. That's one of the problems with having a high alcohol tolerance. It just costs you more. Yeah, and uh, I would say that's probably the one thing that I probably still do the most is drink. Yeah. And even at that, it's when I have the time to, if I'm hanging out with friends, which yeah. doesn't happen that often, <laughs> uh, or as often as I would like it, um, or if I'm going out, you know, with family, if I got family in yeah. town, and um, we're going to go to the strip or whatever type shit, so. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I've never, I'm a lot more big on drinking, I like to drink, Yeah. and I like to, I like mixology a lot. Um, dope. <laughs> yeah, I like to, as you can tell, I have the giant. Yeah, I've always got that, the mixed drinks. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? This watermelon fucking juice, man, this is dope. <laughs> watermelon juice. 
That's what it tastes like. Yeah. It's pretty good. I was happy with it. Came out fire. I, it <laughs> popped into my mind earlier when you were you kept saying Twitter over and over when you're talking about Twitter. Did you see you you've been keeping Oh yeah, my Elon boy Musk Elon deal. Musk. My boy Elon Musk yeah. bought Twitter. Yeah, that's just crazy, that's bro. That's gonna be awesome. I just can't. I, you know, I can't imagine being that rich. Right. Like, it was like forty-four billion. Yeah, that fucking nigga. I'm gonna buy Twitter today, bro. Like what <laughs> the fuck, nigga? Like, <laughs> that's just crazy, yeah, bro. That's, that's and the niggas be like, he could have spent that money and ended world hunger. Like he did. He donated, uh, I think, six billion to world hunger. To world, he. I was reading it the other day. He like told the U.S. like the I don't know, like. Yeah, so what, he made he, he had made him, like the proposal to the U.N. He was like, "Oh, I got six billion dollars." Yeah, they um, need a detailed plan. Yeah, if you put a detailed plan of how we're going to end world hunger, um, but then after that, he he quoted that tweet again, or he replied under that tweet. But he was like, "You have to reply in this thread, and it has to be open source, meaning that he wants everyone to see what this plan is." Yeah. So, and a lot of people, a lot, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter say, um. Um, they actually did respond. Um, they did have a plan, and Elon Musk just ghosted. Um, but that's and funny enough, that's just not the truth. Like he, they just didn't. They deliberately ignored what he said. Yeah. It was a private. Or I mean, I wouldn't say private, but it wasn't disclosed information on exactly what they were going to do. It was very, very vague. If you actually read their proposal, it was literally a vague bullshit proposal. Um, and it wasn't open source or in the thread. So, like, it, it was, they, they half-assed some bullshit to make him look stupid, but it wasn't even really what he wanted them to do in the first place. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I'm not an Elon Musk dick writer. Like, that nigga got way too much money. I'm sure he could I don't be, even know how you could spend that much money. Yeah, he definitely could be doing something better with whatever money and resources he has, but... That shit that I saw on Twitter about him, um, you know, them being like he ghosted yeah, the, the UN weird. or whatever, that's just, that's just not what happened. So, yeah, but yeah man, that shit's crazy, bro. I, I can't, I can't believe. Yeah, that's it. That's a lot of money, forty-four I'm, billion. I'm happy about it though, because he's promising free speech. Which yeah, nice. I think that's too. I think if he really is about the free speech, I, I'm all for it. I'm all, I'm a big proponent of free speech as well. Yeah. That's something that I really believe in. Um. And he said he was going to fix the algorithm for uh, verification. Oh, really? For people getting verified and stuff. Yeah, I saw dope. him like commenting on people's stuff. They were saying they weren't verified, and he was saying that he was going to redo it because it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. I think if he sticks with with his word, it'll be it'll be fine. But you know, I could also see him um, using buying Twitter as a uh, way to promote products to a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. So it just depends. We will see. I mean, I don't think Twitter's going to change that much, but... Do you think he'll change the name of it? Or do you think he'll keep Twitter? I don't think he'll change the name of it. No. I don't think he can change the name of it. I mean, if you gave me $44 billion, you can change the name whatever you want. I mean, shit, <laughs> me too. But I think that... I, I, I don't think that... I don't. Th I think the legal loopholes of trying to change the name of Twitter would be impossible. Because I feel like there's just so much to it. Like, Especially because the... The LLC or the 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 license or whatever that they would have for Twitter is going to be under probably Twitter Incorporated. So yeah. I feel like it would be That's a lot true. of work. I don't fucking know, but I personally feel like it would be a lot of work to change something like that. Like for what, you know? Yeah. 
I, I just don't think people know it as Twitter already too. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like I feel like um, if he if he is going to benefit somehow, for obviously he's going to benefit somehow from buying Twitter. He wouldn't have bought it if he wasn't going to benefit from himself. I never thought about what you said about him pushing ads and stuff like that. Like I don't think he's necessarily going to push ads. I think it's just going to be easier for him to market his ads. Yeah. You know, he obviously already has ads. Like yeah. he has ads for Tesla and shit. Like anybody can do that. Yeah. You know, I can fucking put ads on Twitter and Instagram. You know, yeah. I just think it's easier for him to collect data on um. How to on what products move and what doesn't move and yeah. what people are thinking. So who the fuck knows? That's just crazy though. Yeah, that that's gonna be one. That's got to be one of the craziest deals of the last like decade. I know forty four billion, just one billion, bro. I'd be straight. Yeah. Shit, one million, man. <laughs> I'd pretty saying. much be chilling too. Fuck. <laughs> right. For a minute, man. Yeah, that, I. Stupid money. I. That's just. <laughs> I'm dude. I'm not, I don't even know if I'd say yes to forty four million, forty four billion. I'd be like, I can't even spend forty four billion. Yeah, I was like, like oh, what would you even use that? Just on? give me like one billion. Yeah. Like, I don't even think. I think. I think I would want to be a, a multi millionaire. So I'd want probably want like twenty mil, ten to twenty million is probably what I would want yeah. my net worth to be, and then I'd be good off that. If I had that much money, like, and I, like, there's no way to spend it. Like, it's just never gonna end. Yeah, I, be, I mean, most of that shit would be in assets anyway. You know, yeah. your net worth is going to be pretty much just whatever. I'd be hooking people up like crazy, though. Like, go to the mall and just be like, just pay off this entire store. Like, Dude, for real. Whoever's coming in here, buy it. Like, or buy the store type <laughs> shit. <laughs> Dude, or like in the grocery line. Like, why does anybody else have to pay for their groceries? I'm yeah. like, Dude, I'm buy everybody's groceries and it's not even going to make a dent. Facts, man. man. Like, that shit's crazy, bro. That's like I, I can't understand why people don't do that. Like, how, like you just letting the money sit in your. I guess interest. Like you just let it sit there. Yeah, I think it. I mean, I think most of people's wealth is it's just invested in assets. Yeah. So, um, I, you also never know what people do when nobody's looking. So. Yeah. <laughs> that money could be going to some other shit, bro. You yeah. Never know some. That's the other thing about the Elon Musk thing. Like everybody trying to nail him to the wall for the six billion for. You know, you don't know what he does with his money. In his, yeah, like, you know, of it, that. It, it, I think that's crazy too. I mean, you know, I'm not a bootlicker. You know, I think there's some some. I I don't think billionaires should exist, but I also we really don't know what they spend that money on. You know, unless you're in that world, you know, it, unless you're in that in that field, you're never gonna know. Like, you're not gonna fucking know. Like, so you know, I'm not gonna sit here and. And fucking cry about it. Like I'm just gonna make sure me and mine's is good, you know. Like, yeah. Um, you know, people were, you know, if people be trying to tell other people how to fucking manage their money, like, cause we <clears throat> we have billionaires in the world, and like, well, he could have did this, he could have did that. But you know, if those motherfuckers was millionaires, they ain't about to do half the shit that those, you know, half yeah. of the fucking activists on Twitter they say, you know, oh man, if they should do this and do that. Not saying that they're wrong, but it's like, you know, you're not in that tax bracket, bro. Give, <laughs> yeah. Let's give you five billion dollars, nigga, and we're gonna see we're gonna see what the fuck you end up doing with that yeah. shit. You know, see, like you ain't yeah. gonna do half the shit you're saying. You know? I'm sure there's some people out there who really would, they would be about that life. But I I think a majority of the people just do it to just and, feel good about themselves. Well also the other thing is like it's not easy to donate money to like the un or like to like nor do you know if that shit's even gonna be used correctly yeah yeah. most uh, most places where you donate money don't even allocate that money correctly yeah and 
a lot of places you donate to those facilities those facilities propel they propel actions that inherently go against what they should be fighting for so like for instance um um the national i think it's breast cancer awareness website there's some sort of group for breast cancer awareness or cancer in general um and they have a website where you can like read all the shit and donate or whatever i forget what it's called it's some some popular shit but i was watching a documentary about it and they're on their website they offer plan they offer meals that um fuck i can't remember what it was called but like they have this website oh no 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 no. i think it was it was either the cancer one or a um obesity one Mm. i think obesity charity and um um no 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 it was a cancer one and they on their website they had meals to like healthy meals to make sure that you don't get cancer or this and this and that but in their meals they provided meats that are known to have high levels of carcinogens in them Mm. that cause cancer like lunch meats and deli meats and things like that and so this guy on this documentary documentary was trying to figure out like well you know why are you promoting these foods on your cancer awareness donation website when these foods cause cancer and he couldn't <laughs> yeah. get an answer bro like um Jeez. he like ended up going to this one place and this guy like kicked him out he's like bro why are you even saying this right now you need to get out of here and like there's a documentary Damn. on it there's another one called seaspiracy too that i watched on netflix and um it just shows like how crazy these industries that are are pretending to be for the public or for whatever really just they're just money hungry or they're paid off by the companies that they're supposed to be um, going against so yeah, yeah man that's just crazy seaspiracy <laughs> i can't remember what the other one was i think i think it's called oh uh, what was it called it's on netflix i'm sure you can find it uh t- today actually earlier today i was watching this like video on a conspiracy there's this guy i guess like a while ago that made a car that ran on water Oh yeah, and I've he, seen that. And he like figured out the technology for it, and then he got mysteriously he, he died. died yeah, yeah, like the day after he signed the contract. It's crazy, bro. Dude, could you imagine if our cars ran on water? Are you kidding me? You know how much money I would save a month in gas, bro? Dude. Especially now. Crazy. But we would lose a lot of jobs because people wouldn't even need to work on the pipeline. Like <laughs> that's true. Yeah, you can work on the water pipelines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, speaking of jobs, man, I got a crazy new job, bro. Oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah, I ain't going to say where I'm going to work. Well, yeah. (laughs) Only because... Just like what line of work? Just to keep it anonymous. Not even even on some weirdo shit. I just feel like... I don't need them finding this. (laughs) But um, I'm going to be working in in a crypto space. Oh, okay. I I do support for crypto. And... um, just answering emails, bro, and they fucking pay good, bro. From home, you get to work from work home. From home, there you go. Like, I mean, I work from home now, but man, I'm talking about like a fifteen dollar increase in, in yeah. my pay rate right now. Jeez. So. Yeah, man, that's just gonna be hard, bro. Work from home. I still have time to work on music and take care of my family, so I'm excited about that's that. That's good. Yeah, I start that like next week. Oh wow. Mhm. That's pretty cool. It's at home jobs are so crazy. That's. Like, that was almost unheard of, like, before the pandemic. 
like pandemic made that shit yeah next level it's kind of crazy like who's gonna want to go back <laughs> yeah i can i can never work a physical labor job ever again no nope. that's yeah fucking walmart fast food got me fucked up <laughs> i can never do that shit <laughs> you do that. I did that shit for so, and I say that because I've done that. Sh- I did that shit for so long, bro. I worked in fast food my whole life until I finally got a job at Walmart, and I was like wanting to work in retail so bad. But when you're that age, for some reason, it's just so hard to get a job in retail. Yeah, but I finally got one, and I remember that being a sigh of relief working in retail. But then, like, I ended up being a stalker, and then that shit was a whole nother fucking. A whole nother job slavery within itself too, <laughs> stocking, and I was like, "What the Dude. fuck?" And then I became an optometrist. Oh, that! Or, or, um, I remember that. Not an optometrist. Um, I became an optician. So all all opticians do is just sell the glasses. They don't. You don't need a degree to be an optician. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, when I worked in the Walmart um, vision center, that shit was probably the best job in Walmart. <laughs> if you work at Walmart. The best position in Walmart is the Vision Center, by far. Really? I worked six different positions at Walmart. Overnight, day stock, overnight stalker, day stalker, um, refrigerator stalker, cashier, um, and oh, I worked five, five positions. So overnight stalker, daytime stalker, cashier. A refrigerator stalker, and then I became the vision center. Worked in the vision center. That, bro, you overnight chill. jobs are no joke, dude. Yeah, overnight, dude. Fuck that. It makes you your whole body just feel different. Like yeah. you feel right. you're living in a whole nother world, yeah. bro. I working overnight. That's how I got into Walmart too, which is crazy. I finally escaped from fast food just to have to work overnight stocking at Walmart, Jeez. which, trust me, was way better than working at fast food, but. We still had to hustle. So sometimes those fast food jobs were fun, though. Like, it was, hey, they were fun. Not gonna lie, I'm still friends with almost all the people I've worked with yeah. in, in fast food. Um, I worked at Taco Cabana. I'm still friends with a lot of those people from there. Um, I worked at Pizza Hut. Still cool with all the people I worked with there. I worked at churches. Still cool with some of the people I worked with there. And um, it was all like groups, man, and like yeah. I really—that was what made fast food fun. Cause we were all young ass kids, bullshitting, meeting them after work, getting drunk, smoking, going out, doing whatever. Yeah. And um, I met some really cool people that I'm still friends with to this day in fast food. But yeah, man, the work sucked, bro. Oh, that shit yeah. was horrible, dude. On the slow days when like nobody would come in, and you'd just be like. Messing around Bullshit. doing nothing, getting paid for it. Yeah, man. Or like I on bad sh- weather days. When those I worked were in fun. fast food, man, I did some crazy shit, man. Taco Cabana. I used to work at Taco Cabana too. And I've done some unspeakable things Dude, at Taco Cabana. Cra- Not to the food. <laughs> I didn't do no crazy shit to the food. Like niggas was getting, you know, you know, certified wellness food, whatever you want to call it, but I just did some unspeakable things. There we just had some crazy crazy employees at Taco Cabana. You know what what's crazy the Taco Cabana mm-hmm. when most jobs like they don't let oh gosh <laughs> most jobs they don't <laughs> let crazy. you take like uh food home mm-hmm. or else, like you got to pay for it or whatever but Taco Cabana you could take Oh dude just load up your to go Bro, I bro, I take like two large quesadillas mm-hmm. home every day, an orange oh, juice yeah. every day. I took bags of tacos so, home. 
Yeah, bro. I would give out tacos to the homies. Like, bro, I was a menace. I owe. <laughs> I probably owe that company so much money. <laughs> <laughs> I did it at most of my jobs, though. Every fast food job, we always got free food. We always finessed. Oh yeah. And um, but yeah, man, I'd you, say Taco Cabana. You know what surprised me about Taco Cabana? Also. Hmm. I was surprised at how, like, actually fresh a lot of their food was. Yeah, it was really... That's the cool like, thing about Taco Cabana is... I would say that's actually the shitty thing about Taco Cabana was to say it was all fresh, so they actually cooked that shit. But the thing mm. is, is, they had that cook there. Did you work at Ta- Taco Cabana on 1604 in Petrenko? No, I worked the, at Off Days of Allah somewhere. Oh, damn, Mars yeah. book. Yeah. Yeah, the cool thing, oh, though, about uh, Taco Cabana is they had a designated cook there. Her name was Maria, and she was there almost every day, so we didn't really have to cook it. But, yeah, all the beans and the rice are homemade. Almost everything there is homemade. All the salsas, everything. Yeah, I was like, they're cutting vegetables. I was like, yeah. dang. Yeah, they, they don't play around, you know. And um, they changed it now, though. They have, like, like super giant microwaves that they use for the rice and beans now so if you go to taco cabana and it tastes like shit that's probably why <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the slowest places i've ever worked too taco cabana yeah. nobody would come there really did mine and they would just send uh, people home dude we were like the one of the busiest taco cabanas like we had so many people that would come in bro and like it was really partly due to my assistant manager who i'm still cool with to this day jacob shout out that boy jacob the dog father um, but uh, he was like he was like a, my mentor at that time, man. He he really pushed me to be the best, you know, human being in general as possible. And um, he he was just real good, man. People really liked him, and people would come back to that Taco Cabana just for him. We'd have we had regulars that come on Friday. We'd have regulars that come on Saturday. We we had multiple people that would always come back and always ask for Jacob or me. And um. That was just, we were just booming, bro. We we just had it on lock. And I remember towards the final days of Taco Cabana going down, it was because my assistant manager, Jacob, he moved. He was quitting. They were, hoeing, they were just fucking him over. They were hoeing him. And uh, he went to Freebirds and actually went to go work with him at Freebirds. And, um, um. Uh, and once he left, bro, Taco Cabana went to shit. They had a new assistant manager. Or no, they had a new general manager. I can't remember what his name was. But uh, he uh, he could not. He did not know what the fuck he was doing. And Jacob <laughs> left. And then we had like two or three people leave. And then a couple more people left. And then I left. And I heard from the horror stories from like the two people that I still knew that worked there. That they had like three hour waits in the front line, Jeez. in the drive through. Yeah, because it was so oh popular. My. We we were the business, bro. Like we made Taco Cabana that Taco Cabana. Did you poppin'. work there with Dom? I worked there with Dom. I was the one who got him hired there. Uh yeah, I got I got him a job there. He ended up getting fired. I forgot for what. <laughs> and um, that boy's working at the meat factory. Now. Yeah, I know. I remember when he first got that job. I was there when he fucking got fired from the security job. Oh, yeah. I heard that whole story. That shit was funny Dude. as fuck. But yeah, man. I've, it's crazy because me and Dom have worked at churches together. We worked oh, at, yeah. And we worked at Taco Cabana together. I worked at Sonic. That was my first fast food job and Ugh, I was the one I kept the longest. That one. Oh, yeah. And Sonic sucks too because it's like it's like that y'all have they have so many different things on the menu. Yeah. It's like why? <laughs> yeah. That actually was one of the easiest parts. Like that was a, so that was like a whole position like you'd be on drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And so you yeah, you'd 
like the little screen with the thing, all the stuff would come up there, and then they had like all this, all the big old squirt bottles for all the different flavors, and the slush machine, and then like all the different sodas, and so you would just read the screen and just do mix the drinks and do all that. Damn, that's crazy. And do that your whole shift for like eight hours. It was crazy. <laughs> it was like, look, I mean, of course, then I complained about it. I was like, I'm only making these motherfucking drinks. But now I'm like, dude. That's so such an easy job. Yeah, man. Easy yeah I wouldn't mind making some motherfucking drinks, but man, fuck fast food, man. I can't do that shit no more. <laughs> Dude, just, the uh, shake machine was the worst. Being on shakes. Yeah, I bet. That thing. You ever did you have shakes at churches or at no? Taco so, Banna, but right before I left churches, they got like an ice cream machine mm. for some weird reason. I don't even think it's there anymore. I went back there recently. And I don't think they have it anymore. It was really random. Like, imagine going to Church's Chicken just to get, like, an ice cream cone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that was it. That was the extent. And, you so, know, the ice cream cone, we just fucking shoot. You know? So have you seen the... So you haven't seen those, like, big old bags of the ice cream that's, like, just liquid, and then you pour it in the machine? And I see. I saw that at Church's, but, like I said, it was so... We didn't have to fuck with it that much. Yeah. So it wasn't really dude. that big of a deal. But I had never... I never... It's funny enough, I've never worked anywhere that served ice cream like that. Dude, those are the worst. You're, I bet. Lucky. You gotta, like... You gotta, like, grab the thing by the neck so that it doesn't just, like, slip because it's a bag and uh. then you gotta unscrew it and hold it and you gotta, like, tip it at the same time as you loosen your hand. The and then... Or, and the thing will be all, like, condensated <laughs> and slippery and the lid, you're, like, trying to pull it off. It's, like... Dude, or the stupid thing that spins like this to mix it, like will come out of the cup and just throw ice, oh, and just like throw ice cream everywhere. Dude, it's like all over your shirt. You're like, oh. Damn, man. dude, Ugh, I can't do it. Can't do it. Work from work. home. It's the move, bro. If you can get a work at home job, do it. Those... If you need one, go on Google, nigga. There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> the fountain boxes, though, in the back behind the sodas. Oh, I hated that dude, shit. Did I be punching those out? things? Yanking the thing through, dude. Changing the soda boxes. Those things were heavy, dude. Too. That was like, fuck. I was like, when I realized, like, this shit is not a joke. <laughs> like, what? Dude. I, I forgot my first job, and I realized that that's where the soda came from. And I was like, bro, what? Because my, well, no, my second job. Because my first job, I worked at Domino's, and they don't have a soda. I did Domino's, too. Yeah, this they, one right here. Yeah, that one yeah, right yeah. yeah, that's where I worked. That was my first job. I was like 16. And, um, that job actually was kind of fun. I liked that job. I did not like that job. I liked, I liked that I was making money, but they're like a really top tier Domino's. They were really like on their shit. Yeah. I don't know. I had a really cool crew though. The thing I liked about it is we it, things ran pretty smoothly there. Like we never really had to hustle. Like we always. Who had was the manager at the time? Um, was it Maria? I remember we had a manager before, but he ended up leaving, and then we got this manager named Pamela. Okay. And then after Pamela, I think it was someone else. I left. I got. I left when Pamela was the manager, but yeah. I know like I think her sister worked at another Domino's. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and I think she. Who's who did you say was, was the manager? Maria. Really? Maria. I think that might be Pamela's sister, hmm. but I don't know. But um. That job was so easy. Like, there was there's nothing. What to did you do? I did. A, I mean. 
I did. Uh, I was just at the front, just doing the little cashier thing. That was yeah. super easy. Boxing it up and putting it in the delivery yeah. was easy. Or doing the stickers, bro. Yeah, dude. That was the first thing I, I did when I worked at Domino's was the stickers, bro. That's the thing about Domino's is they didn't train me for shit. They just threw me in there. Yeah. Like, start stickering these boxes. Even the like, right. cutting the pizzas was easy. You just yeah. pull it out of the oven. I would say I didn't really struggle at that job. It was no. pretty easy, yeah. but the pay was shit, and we really had to hustle, bro. They were. They were, uh, yeah. like, they were just, you make it to the shit needs to get done. They go, we have five-star dominoes. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but I, the, the thing I did like about it is we got to eat the messed up food, and yeah. dominoes is actually pretty good, so I was, yeah. I was happy about that. The but, um, cheesy they, breads were so yeah, good, Yeah, bro, bro. I used some them stuffed cheesy breads, and it just went hard. <laughs> but, yeah, we didn't have soda fountains there. Like, it was just the, the, the bottled soda, so yeah. we never had to worry about that. But then I got hired for churches, and, bruh. That, those soda bag shits were not the way, bro. <laughs> I think my favorite job was, well, so my favorite job so far was the liquor store. I love working the liquor stores. Mm. You learn so much about where things come from, what things are made of, like all that. Yeah, that'd be dope. It's crazy, and you meet some pretty, pretty uh, interesting cool, characters, interesting people. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. The regular, <laughs> it's like the regulars that are just raging alcoholics. Yeah. This thing, the Kentucky Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> Cheapest, the biggest bottle they can get. Yep, and they're exactly. going to smack that shit down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or the older, like, bitter ladies that will get, like, the cheapest, cheapest plastic bottle of vodka. You're like, ugh. That's, ooh, like Burnett's or something. Yeah, like, why are you drinking that? <laughs> That's not good. Not good. <laughs> or the people that come in that have money and just drop like six hundred dollars on liquor, what? like like buy the most expensive bourbons and like wines and all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I can't. I'm not into alcohol like that. Gas stations were fun too. I've always wanted to work at a gas station. I never got hired for one. Though. I worked at two. I worked at Circle K and I worked at the Fishers right there. Oh, Fishers Market. Yeah, true, it was pretty true. cool. Those those were. Those were pretty fun jobs. Those didn't require much effort. Like I bet. <laughs> sitting on the counter and chilling, waiting for people. I mean, you got chores. Them. The worst part of those ones is being in the freezer. Yeah. To stock the stuff. You go in from behind and you stock it from behind. Yeah, that's what I did at Walmart. Oh. I was a refrigerator stocker, so I stocked all like the milk and that yeah. juice and shit. Bro, fuck that. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm excited to drop this album, though, bro. It's, it's Hopefully that'll be your job one day. Yeah, just dropping albums, man. I hope so, too. That's <laughs> just going to be fire. I bet. But yeah, man, I've, I've been just crafting this sound and, and really just trying to bring something, just some dope to the table and have that sit for a while and then just drop singles and, and do shows. I got a new sh- I got a show coming up May 6th at, um, I think it's, uh, where is it at? Let me see. I thought it was Hondra's, but I think they changed the venue. Let me see here. It's going to be... Come on, phone. What you doing? Oh, yeah. It's going to be at Hondra's. That's what I thought. Um, hard Hondra's Garden Patio at the Strip. And um, that should be fun. And um, really, after I dropped the album, just trying to do shows, man. Just get my name out there. Um, I want to perform in Austin. I want to perform in Houston. What do you think about TikTok? That was one of my questions I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, bro, TikTok is next People level, man. Pop off tip off TikTok. Yeah, off I think the TikTok. thing about TikTok is you you have to be creative with it. I I am kind of slowly starting my TikTok journey, but 
I've just been so focused on my album and transitioning between jobs and taking care of my son that I just haven't really popped off on there. Yeah. Or like, I, I feel like your made, character would pop off on there. Yeah, I feel like I haven't made content for it, like content towards music that I want to do. But I have ideas, man. I have lists of, of things that I want to do for yeah. Instagram and TikTok and stuff. But yeah, I think if you can do it in a creative way, you know, you can get your, you can get a little buzz off TikTok. I mean, you can blow the fuck up off TikTok. Yeah. I mean, honestly, but yeah, I'm all for it, man. I used to be a real big hater on TikTok, but and I've just recently got into TikTok yeah. like last year. Um, but I, yeah, man, I think if you do it smart and you, you cater your audience towards your music, then you could pop off on there. Cause a lot of people blow up on TikTok and they're musicians, but they don't do stuff about their music. They just do like little bullshit. Yeah. And so it doesn't transition into their music. So there's a lot of talented people on that app too. It yeah. is crazy. Not just music. Like there's people that do crazy stuff. I'm like, like, how do you exist? What the heck? That's a, <laughs> just a wild app. I I didn't like it at first too. I was like, this is like this seems so lame. Just like mm-hmm. dances to songs that are already made. And That's what I thought it was too. Just like dances and shit. And I was like, man, I'm trying to fucking deal with this yeah. bullshit. Watch this bullshit. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> There's some funny stuff on there too. It's kind of like the new Vine, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I think that's also why it blew up so much. Yeah, back in the day, Vine was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was top tier, top tier app right there. Facts, dude. But yeah, man, I got man, I got plans. I got social media marketing plans for when I drop my album. You're your own marketer. Yeah, I do all my shit, man. I do everything. I literally do everything. I produce and engineer, mix my own shit, market my own shit, pay for the marketing, get it out there, like make your own merch. Yeah, make my own <laughs> merch. I do everything, man. It's all <laughs> independent. <laughs> it's all going up. Is that how you want to keep it? No, fuck no. I mean, I always want to be independent, but definitely want to build myself to where I can have people doing stuff for me, you know, making merch and whatnot. Yeah. For the most part, it's going to be independent forever, so. Yeah. Last time we hung out, we were talking. Remember last time when we were talking about Tom McDonald? Oh, yeah. Dude, that was. (laughs) Tom McDonald follows me on Twitter. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. That guy was crazy. He, Luke doesn't like his rap at all. Yeah. I thought it was good. I think Tom McDonald can rap. I don't listen to Tom McDonald anymore just because I'm not really big into political shit anymore. Yeah. I don't listen uh, to him very much anymore either. Yeah, I just not my thing. But when I, I, I literally discovered Tom McDonald when he was first kind of popping off. Like, he wasn't even really getting millions of views on his, on his YouTube videos. And I fucked with it. I was like, I sent him a message on Twitter. I was like, bro, like, you really preaching that truth out there? Um, but it's just like time. I'm not in that mind space anymore when I'm listening, when I was listening to Tom McDonald, I was really into, you know, sticking it to the man and and being the right, being on the right side of history and being, you know, being telling the truth and whatnot. But it just gets old for me. It gets old. I mean, there's still a lot of people who really fucks with his music and he deserves whatever he's getting. You know, he, he really is an independent artist out there, and he's blown the fuck up. People fucks with his shit, like, and I, I have respect for the dude. I'd make a song with that nigga if I could. Yeah. I wouldn't even, I'd be, and it'd be some woke-ass shit. I don't, I'd be down. That's why I brought that up, because he's independent. That's a, yeah, yeah, he's like the number so one. So is Russ. Yeah, Russ, I'd say Tom McDonald and Russ are like the proponents of independent music. Do you like Russ? 
I fucks with Russ. Um, I feel like there's a lot of mixed opinions about him. A lot of people, some people hate him, some people like him. Man, the the Russ hate was just a trend, bro. Yeah. That shit was just a meme. It really was just a meme. Russ makes good music, man. He's yeah. obviously popping for a reason, and um, all independent. And he has this song called "Who Wants What" with Absol. I was never expecting fucking Russ to have an Absol feature, and that's like my favorite Russ song for sure. Really? And um. Yeah, I don't jam him crazy, crazy, but that song I I have on repeat. I'm gonna sure. see him in concert next month. Really? Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a fuck ton of people there. Yeah, for sure. Russ has my respect, no yeah. doubt. He's the pro- a proponent in independent music. Yeah. Like he is the blueprint for sure, and he makes good music. He produces yeah. all his shit. Like, like his beats yeah. go hard. I really fucks with a lot of his beats. Um. But definitely, who wants what? That song's. He has a crazy, crazy drop schedule too. Really? Yeah, he drops. I, well, he did for a long time. He was dropping like every Friday, a song every Friday. I was like, jeez. I bet. Yeah, he had his music catalog is crazy. He yeah. has so much music yeah. too. Like that man, that's a force of nature. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hope. I I bet he's gonna be good, dude. When he plays his uh, when he when he does. Uh, Oh gosh, what's this song? Like losing control. Yeah, dude, yeah. the crowd's gonna go crazy. Man, bro, that'd be dude, dope. It's gonna be so. Yeah, it's gonna be. Man, I'm trying to go. I, I'm gonna be going to the Denzel Curry concert and the Xavier Wolf concert too. That's gonna be Denzel dope too. Curry, bro. Denzel Curry, <laughs> that's my bro. That's my number one artist. Like Denzel Curry, my favorite, and he's independent too. He's my favorite independent artist. Really? I say Xavier Wolf is probably my second favorite independent artist right now. I I saw. Uh, I've seen Post Malone. And he was good. He was, yeah, he was sure really, really good. Crazy as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video. Uh, I'm real big into custom PCs, and there's this um, this uh, YouTube channel I watch. I think it's called J Two Cents or something like that. And uh, he does like custom PCs and shit. And he built Post Malone a custom P- water cool PC, and it's based off like beer. And the oh, water wow. coolant is colored like beer. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's dope as Dude, fuck. Dude, that's crazy. It's dope. But it's like a whole themed, like, bar kind of vibe. Yeah, that's pre- legit. Dude, that's pretty I cool. I think it was off his album, based off his album, Beer Bongs and Bellies, something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. He hasn't cool. dropped in a long time. I mean, he, he doesn't need to, honestly. <laughs> yeah. That man, he's set. Yeah. He, that guy is getting crazy with the tattoos, though. Oh, that guy's getting crazy his whole scalp is tattooed yeah i don't think i could ever do get a face tat i don't think i ever do face tat i probably the most i get up to is probably like my neck get the big state of texas tattooed right here fuck no i would never get that tattoo (laughs) i would get i would get i would get a texas tattoo but it'd have to be something unique yeah wouldn't just be like a texas like that'd be some sort of art like a sugar skull or something? No, probably like a, like Texas, like dripping or something. Like something cool. Like yeah. the the uh, the needle, like the Tower of America. It's <laughs> like dripping. Yeah. Or something. something I don't something know. Crazy. I still haven't gotten any tattoos. I don't have a single tattoo. Bro, you need to get some tats, bro. I, I remember have... I waited a long time, and then once I finally got one, I got... A bunch at a time. I haven't gotten a tattoo in a while, but definitely want to get more. Yeah, I have a bunch like drawn out and stuff like that. I'm having ready to go. I just haven't gone to do it yet. Done it yet. Yeah, uh, that's how it be. Uh, but I'm telling you, once you first, once you get it, you're you're gonna once you get one, you're gonna go and get a bunch. That's usually yeah. how it happens. 
I definitely don't want to do anything crazy. Like, I, I don't want to do any hands. I don't want to do my neck. I don't want to do... I think a couple thigh tattoos would be pretty cool. Yeah. I like thigh tattoos. I don't know why. I think those would be pretty cool. And I just... Something for my arms. Yeah. That's probably what I'd be doing. I think the most I... Like I said, I'd ever get is probably up to my neck. But that wouldn't be until, like, later, later on in life. Yeah. I think for me, definitely just, like, some leg tattoos and some arm tattoos and just call it a day. Oop. There goes... We killed the light. <laughs> you, you saw Luke's neck tattoo, right? Yeah, that thing is crazy. <laughs> Next level, it's like bro. On his chin a little bit too, right here. Yeah, it's like that's crazy. That's Luke, yeah. crazy ass nigga. It's just <laughs> it doesn't look bad though. It's good work. Yeah, which is dope. thank God. <laughs> yeah, for real, right? It's not worse than having a neck tattoo, but having Dude. a shit neck tattoo. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> you oh, you know what we haven't talked about that's happened? What? The whole Will Smith thing. Bro, oh my <laughs> god. Oh. Um, what about it? Dude, that guy, these, the repercussions of that were incredible. Netflix took down like all of his movies. He got like, there was just like a whole like bunch of stuff that just people stopped showing his stuff. People stopped promoting yeah. his movies. Like. Man, like, this all I'm gonna say. This all I'm gonna say about that. The repercussions for Will Smith slapping that nigga are dumb as hell. Y'all are some weak ass niggas. If you were offended or upset by Will Smith smacking him on stage, I'm that's sorry, but it's the truth. I don't want to hear no bullshit. But Will Smith was kind of dumb for smacking that nigga for Jada, Jada, whatever. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of his wife. I'm not either. <laughs> I I don't hate her, but I wouldn't have done that shit for her. I'm gonna be straight up. All oh, this this is the negative publicity he's gotten because of her, even before the slap. Like her cheating on him. <laughs> Crazy shit, man. Yeah. It's just well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done that for her. I wouldn't. Have, yeah. I don't even know if I'd still be with her after the. Yeah, I mean, being with me. her is one thing, but man, just like doing that for her and then like just for her to like almost kind of embarrass you after it, not really yeah. stick up for you afterwards, man, like that's just crazy. Chris dude. Rock really took that slap, though. He ate that. A lot of people think it's fake. Yeah, I've seen that. I don't know, man. That's just, that's just, I, oh, I had to mute those words. Will Smith slaps Chris Walk on Twitter because it was <laughs> everywhere, man. I did not care. Dude, Literally, the memes are pretty care. good, though. The memes were funny, but, man, I just did not care for what that what that was, man. Yeah. That's hive mind it, shit. It's crazy. How, oh, gosh. It's crazy how, like, little things are so big issues now. Mm. It's like, oh, that's both lights. It's just like. <laughs> just weird like what people focus on like i don't yeah. understand why people care so much yeah it's weird man i don't know what it is but i guess we got these lights out any more thoughts you want to get out before we wrap this up um so you said you have a show coming up yeah i got a show may 6 hondros patio bar on the strip san antonio texas pull up it'll probably already be passed <laughs> once <laughs> this gets uploaded so that really doesn't matter but the big thing is um, Texas Outlaw, my new album, should be coming out hopefully in the summer. Stay in tune, listen, jam, stream my old album, Texas Warfare. Um, 
and just fuck with a boy. Follow me at Big Texas Music on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok as well. If that's your your vibes, I'll be posting more on there soon. And um, really, just just see what's going on, man. We we really out here, you know. <laughs> R.I.P. to Imagine Books and Records. R.I.P. <laughs> Imagine Books and Records. Shout out Andros. Shout out my boy Concept, the astronaut, for putting me onto these shows. That's, the that's astronaut. The astronaut, bro. <laughs> that's my dog. He's throwing shows all in San Antonio. Um, really cool dude. Shout out out um, Supreme Innovation, Apollo Black, and, and Lit Galaxy. Those are some real dudes I've gotten to connect with um, since coming back from from Houston. Um, been plugged in and tapped in with a lot of San Antonio creatives, man, and. Um, Really just trying to make a name for ourselves out here in San Antonio for myself. Put San Antonio on in general. And, um, yeah, man, look out for my album. That's really it. <laughs> and it, and you also do uh, engineering for other people too, right? So people have stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I do engineering as well. You need your music mixed and mastered. You need some beats. You need to record. I got my whole studio set up. It will be professional. It will be mixed correctly. I do know how to gain stage. I know how to do leveling. I know how to do auto tune. I know everything, man. I, I I know how to sync your reverb with the tempo. I can sync your delay with the tempo. I know the ins and outs. You need some professional mix and max steering for the low. Hit me up. <laughs> for sure. That's cool. All right. Well, I guess that about wraps that about it up. Does it, Unless you got anything else. I think that's it, man. Again, I'm, I'm gonna clip these. I'm gonna make these little clips from this podcast and post it on my Instagram. Oh yeah, Texas Outlaw, summer, 2022. Look out for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything with Static coming up at all? Man, we we a lot of uh, Static, We've been kind of on a hiatus. Everybody's mm. been living life, man. Um, King K, he's a teacher. Oh wow. Um, so. I'm not going to give too much detail on that, but he's a teacher, and so he's and he just started doing that, so he's real, um, you know, he's just a, that's a nine to five, so he's been kind of lost doing that, but he's still working on his manga and getting his shit to go, um, and he's still working on music. Um, he just did a feature for another artist that should be coming out soon. Um, our boy LT, um, he just recently got in a relationship, so you know you know what happens when you get a little, little girl, you know, it's got put time towards that i know that's what happened when i got my girlfriend i mean lo and behold i have a baby now but um but he's just been working too um but i know he's still doing his thing and then our boy grant he lives in austin so he's out there and he's a tattoo apprentice so he's been mm. um apprenticing to become a you know full-fledged tattoo artist at that shop that he's that's working at cool. yeah so we're all kind of just doing life shit right now figuring out our lives and, and you know doing the the real behind scenes shit you know uh, but Pack Static's gonna be coming back soon. Um, I have a song that I'm kind of the, the main proponent for that's gonna be dropping with all of Pack Static soon. And then all of them are gonna be featured on my album as well on one song too. So um, some new Pack Static stuff coming soon. There's still merch available for Pack Static. Um, just go at Pack underscore Static on Instagram. And um, uh, I think that's it actually. Maybe I hope I didn't get that wrong. I think it's underscore. Let me see. Pack static. Yeah, pack on the static. You can get pack static merch. Fuck with the kids. See what we doing on there. Uh, but yeah, man, we all we're adults. You know, we got lives. You know, niggas is doing shit behind the scenes. So, uh, you know, bear with me. <laughs> bear with us. <laughs>
But y'all aren't broken up. We're just on hiatus. Oh, yeah, no, most definitely not. I wouldn't even really say we're on hiatus. We're just, uh, you know, it's just um, slow down a little bit. We're all yeah. just kind of working on our lives right now, you know, becoming adults. Yeah. You know, when I first met them, I was like, what? I was like 21, 20. And um, uh, I literally was, we were pretty much still kids then. And now everybody's getting grown-up jobs, grown-up responsibilities. And, you know, it just leaves less time for the music and, and doing shows and whatnot. But, you know, we're still making it happen. And um, like I said, we do have another Pack Static song coming out soon that I'm on the main chorus for. And then I, all of them will be featured on my album, too. So excited for that stuff. Sounds good. And also, if anybody wants merch, let me know. That Big Texas fun. tees. I don't. I'm not wearing mine right now. I got the Demon Slayer on. You know, <laughs> little anime, anime weeb over here. If you didn't know that about me, um, all but, your tattoos are anime too, right? Yeah, all of them except for this one. This is like my actual Texas Warfare album one, yeah. one right here. But uh, yeah, man. Big Texas merch. Um, you can get my album logo, the one I have tattooed on a T-shirt. Hit me up. I got all different colors: purple, gold. Mystery color, whatever you want. Mystery color. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I have a lot of vinyl that I need to use, so yeah. hit me up, and if you want one, we could definitely make it happen. All his links will be in the description, by the way, so just click on those if you want to collab or buy something or hear me. <laughs> need uh, help musically. If you can leave the people with one piece of advice, what would it be? Music, if someone's trying to be into music or whatever. If you're going to do it, do it. Don't think about it. Just do it. That's going to be my piece of advice. <laughs> <laughs> Nike got it right, I guess. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Nike, just do it. For real. Facts. Because just sitting and thinking about it isn't you doing it. You need to do it. And I think that's probably the one proponent for my life right now that I've been really honing in on. It's just going out and doing what I need to do or doing what I want to do um, instead of sitting and dwelling on it. I'd probably say that's my best piece of advice for people who are around my age. I agree. Yep. <laughs> Stop procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for watching, and I'll see you next time. Doses.